Today uh, we're going to be looking at, um, it's actually my pastor's report. We do things our own way I suppose and um, next week we've got our AGM and rather than have pastor's report which is all um, sort of like a document, we like to actually share um, in our service um, basically from the pastor, hey where have we been, where are we going? And what are we trying to do? Um, And I try to do that as part of our our service. So I'll be doing that this week. And next week, um, Kyron will be um, speaking. We're putting him on show. We're um, proposing at the AGM to to call him as an associate pastor. He's done his degree now. And so um, if he does a really good sermon next week, then we'll go, yes. If he, a, if he botches it up, we'll go, oh, sure about this. So um, so that's what's happening. So we're having a look at um, growing, strengthening and protecting. And um, we just I'm actually just looking for this message from um, right where we're up to in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. And... Um, It's not a great coincidence, Paul, I'm going to sort of explain and apply a passage of Scripture because really as a church in Edak, we are not trying to be anything different, I think, than what God wants us to be, but except that God always works personally through us. And we're not trying to create any new doctrines and forge any new great things. We're just trying to say, well, God, you've put us into this place. We are followers of Jesus. How, do, how does that look in, in our life? And um, then I'll draw just three whole areas. We're going to cover a lot of ground here, which is basically to have a look at what are we doing as EDAC? What are the things we really hold on to? What am I trying to do and lead and instruct you as a pastor? And how do I want you to respond? And so that's what we're having a look at today. Finally, brothers, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honoured just as it was good and evil men, for not everyone has faith. That's a figure of speech, which means most people don't. Okay, for not everyone has faith. Um, but the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. So I um, share my own um, ministry here and what we're trying to do here at EDAC and what we desire you to do. We pray your spirit would, would unite us, join our hearts together. May you speak to us, encourage us and strengthen us. Lord, we want to be about your business And Lord, we want to be about knowing you. Lord, we want our hearts transformed and overflowing in the labour of love, steadfast hope and fruitful work for you. So we pray, Lord, that you would guide and lead. Speak to us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The um, first thing that Paul does as he... He's um, writing this, um, what is this, his second letter to the church in Thessalonica. Um, it's a young church. Um, he shares basically in this 
um, his own prayer needs and he also prays for them. And he does that in the sense that he sees himself as, as a servant of God to them and he sees that they have become servants and they can minister to him. And so they're working together to serve the Lord. And so we see here that um, he says, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honoured. Now, um, so the first point about what we are to desire for us as a church. Where am I trying to lead us? Um, Well, really simply, what I'm trying to get us to do is to spread the word. That's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to build a kingdom. We're not trying to um, be flesh. We are trying to spread the wonderful good news of the gospel of Jesus. Because we believe that is the only hope and we believe it is the, the thing which God calls every person to do, to be a receiver of that word and then a spreader of the word. And so we see, for instance, when he says, pray that the message of the Lord may be spread, Paul is just speaking about the Great Commission. What he's saying? He's saying, "Look, I'm on about uh, about the great commission which Jesus gave. His last command is, and I pray that you guys would join me in it and will work." And so, for instance, in the great commission, it's recorded in Matthew 28. Jesus, then Jesus came to them and said, "All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations." baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the hour. Right, as a a church, I've written it up probably about 25 or 30 years ago, this purpose for EDAC. And it's based exactly on that Great Commission, which was what Paul and Jesus and the New Testament Christians were about. And this is what it says. It says, we, our goal is to, our purpose is to bring people to Christ in all his fullness and help them to grow in the faith so that they become worshipping members of his family, develop Christian maturity, part in the Great Commission, and we do all of that in order to magnify God's holy name. That's what, um, in my ministry here and as a church, that is what we are focused on, in bringing people to Christ and enable them to grow to their maximum potential of service and um, experience for Christ. Now, just wanting to share a whole, just a whole lot of things which guide us. Now, these things here guide me. I, I sort of review them in my mind every week. And... They are what we call the CNMA church core values. So the core values of the denomination which we belong. And the first one is lost people matter to God and he wants them found. Secondly, prayer is the primary work of God's people. Relationship and faith comes first. So we work from, from praying and we're developing a relationship and out of that comes service. Three, everything we have belongs to God and we are his stewards. And as a as a follower of Jesus I seek to model that so I have people crawling over my property every day because uh, it's Christ's property and I want to model the same for you Um, 
4. Knowing and obeying God's word is fundamental to all true success. We are, we, we are committed to the truth of scripture. What do I do? I spend hours making sure that what I say is what God's word says. And we believe that's the secret in as a church and also as individuals. Um, fifthly, completing the Great Commission requires the mobilisation of every fully devoted disciple. Jesus came 2,000 years ago and there are still massive numbers of people who haven't heard. And we want to all be involved. It's not something a few can do. Every single person needs to be mobilised to serve Christ. Um, sixthly, without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, we can accomplish nothing. Or as Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Abide in the vine and, and you will bear much fruit. And so the Christian life of service is one of surrender to Christ and the Spirit working out through him. And seven build risks this always involves change and have we made a few this year yes we have um, most of them forced upon us but we embrace them and people I actually it's one of my um, sayings at the moment in my frustrations I think it's a sign of getting old says, why do they keep changing things and making them worse and sometimes I feel like that about my church too. I'm thinking, we have to change things, but I like things that we have to keep changing. It's the way of life and we have to keep adapting and changing. And um, it is amazing how we're creatures of habit. How many people, from the, if you're married, from the, from the first day you were married, you decided you were going to sleep on one side of the bed and your wife or husband were going to sleep on the other, and you're still on that same side. Is that, how many are like that? Yeah, it's been the same ever since. In fact, probably in the church, you've gone. Cool. Now we know we, once we get there, we resist change. But as we serve Christ, we are always changing. And um, one of the major things, and it was even not my intention, is suddenly we've got, um, we've got back-to-back services. We've got a church, a congregation in, Eda, in um, Armidale meeting um if you had have asked me two or three years ago would i think that was a good idea my answer because god is about making him known of maximizing the sharing of the gospel and that is what we have to be on about and focused and united in order to serve him and to make christ known and to bring people into service so that's what we've done we've um started that somewhat out of necessity actually when we started back-to-back services we were planning to do that but when COVID hit a while and that was like a whole new world but coming back out of COVID um, back-to-back services were the only way we could operate and I think that was um, in the midst of this strange year we had last year I believe it was very providential but to enable us to make the change because I was hating the thought of, hey, we go from a full church to a half-empty church. And suddenly we, we have to get used to different ways of doing things. That seemed anathema to me. It's, even, it's nearly as bad as um, preaching through an interpreter. Um, but 
we make the changes because, because we are on a mission and we, are, we want to spread the word to as many as we can. And so that's one of the things. And as a result of COVID, one of the things that happened is, is that as we were coming out of COVID, suddenly we have a whole group of people. During the COVID, they were at various stages, they got 76 people meeting on a Sunday when everyone else is locked down. And we go, well, Lord, you're doing a thing. Let's, we will get on board. And we've done a lot of work behind the scenes. And hopefully, Armadale, hope you guys are getting a, a good coverage and it's not stopping midstream, as computers can do. Okay, so that's the first thing we wanted to look at. The, the second thing here is Paul and strength. He says, um, and he goes from asking prayer for himself is, to dealing with all of the difficulties that he has to face as, as, a, as a key player in the proclamation of the gospel. He then mentions about a, a, a prayer for, for the actual people. He says, the Lord strengthen and protect you from the evil one. And so Paul talks about his job as an apostle was to strengthen and to protect. And I'm not doing anything new, but I say, well, how did they, how do they do it in the scripture? Oh, well, the job of the church pastors was to strengthen and protect the people. He needed to be able to keep them safe because this world is a difficult world, a hostile world, and we have spiritual enemies that seek to destroy us. We've got the world, the flesh, and the devil, and we're like sheep, and there's wolves everywhere. I need to protect, I need to help protect the flock that's a past we want to try and do as a whole church strengthening and protecting keeping people safe spiritually but also keep them growing and continually becoming stronger to be able to cope with the struggles and pressures of life and sometimes they can be paralyzingly difficult one of the things i constantly do and um all I left to do a lot of the time is just to be able to pray for people. They share their burdens with me and I go, look, I would love to be able to pick you up and get rid of all of your problems and just care for you. But I simply cannot do that. I can only pray. But God would, would protect you and strengthen you um, in the difficulties of life that you're going through. And so um, Paul in, in the in the um, letter to Thessalonians he was writing um, he was actually in Corinth at the time he had been attacked um, and taken to court there was all he was in the, the city of the city most reputed as the or reputed to be the most sinful city in the whole world that's where Paul wrote this letter from from Corinth full of all the sexual perversions which our society in its foolishness thinks that maybe we should start promoting. But, but they were, he, where he wrote, he was at with these things. It wasn't just a push, it was their experience. And he was in that. And he's writing to the church, the church in Thessalonica and they are being persecuted particularly by a whole lot of um, Jewish people who, who saw the, the gospel as a heresy rather than actually the fulfillment of the precious promises of God to them. 
And those who should have most received the gospel were the most hostile to it. And so both Paul and they're not only being attacked physically, but they're in a spiritual battle in their minds. And so that's the same as a church. We are constantly under pressure. And as I've mentioned already, the, we are in a, an increasingly hostile environment to the gospel. But the wonderful thing about that is, is when in the hostility we can shine all the brighter, but we need to be protected spiritually and we need to be strengthened. And um, certainly in EDAC, some of the, the I realised a lot of, we've got a lot of young families, a lot of young families, and that's one of the difficulties we deal with as a church is, um, how many did we have? Did we have three kids in the, three new kids in the last week, or one, two weeks ago? When was yours? When was your baby born? Two weeks ago, and I think it was another. Give these guys a clap that they've come with their new babies, and and um, it just it sort of brought me to tears to have um, Kyle up here leading when he's just had this new baby. He's got twins and got a new baby, and it's um, and he's leading here, although he's got those pressures at home. And we have we've got the pressures of life plus an increasingly hostile world. Parents worrying about how do I bring my children up in this world where things are. Being and so that's what we do. And so as a church, my, my job as a pastor is, is to help strengthen and protect you. But we have to work together to strengthen and protect. And so much of the things we try to do are about that, of getting, um, getting us um, the right structures and habits to be able to keep us safe from the world, the flesh and the devil and to be able to keep our love for Jesus and our service for him um, just plugging away consistently. And so we've, um, we do um, a few things. One of the things I try to do is, is just help you and to try to bring the truth of God um, to protect you. We are... You know, Paul in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 to 20 says, The acts of a sinful nature are obvious sexual immorality, purity, and debauchery, idolatry, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warned you as I did before, but those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we all have these sexual desires, um, I mean, these physical desires coming from our body. We live in the it's body, but there is always spiritual opposition to try and attack us on our points of weakness. Now, um, we've mentioned we in, in trying to minimize that and help you guys and um, to be able to stand against these things and be strong. And we don't just deal with the worst ones. Like I'm not sure we've had too many people into idolatry, witchcraft and orgies. Please don't tell me if you have. <laughs> um, but um, we are, I'm, as a pastor, I'm constantly trying to work on some of the more subtle ones, like discord, jealousy, factions. And one of the difficulties in this modern world is you've got so many things coming. Is, is um, Every time I'm like, preparing a message, I go, well, we've got, the world's trying to 
take us one way or the other and and divide us and how easy it is to divide a group of Christians. Um, Every time I make a decision of change, I go, oh no, I hope we don't lose half the flock. Every time we've got some Christians end up going one way and one go the other. So let's, how can we maintain our faith and our faithfulness? in the midst of these things so that we don't suddenly break up into factions and dissensions and fighting. Um, So that's, we do a lot of time on that. One of the other things we do, and I repeat it constantly, is um, in order for you to be protected and to be strengthened, what we do is attend the main service weekly. It is amazing how that simple habit can save your your spirit for eternity, but it can save your kids and soma and your grandkids. It is amazing. There's so much pressure to break the habit which God tried to establish on on in the beginning in, when He created the world. A commitment to get together and worship life group. Once a week is not sufficient. You need to be into a group where you can not just come and be pretty and all got your hair done and look nice on Sunday and then you go home and that's it. You need to be in an environment, in a small group, where you are accountable and, and you can get supported and you can support others. And so that's what we're wanting to do in life groups and we hope to really develop those. Thirdly, um, we want you to serve. You cannot just be a sponge receiving. That's what produces a putrid, self-centered Christian. You have to serve and be involved in in serving the body. Every part of a body has its part. And so, fourthly, you have to learn to feed yourself. We are we are living in a, a world with this massive ability, massive resources. We try to direct you into those things but we're encouraging you to take response daily habits it doesn't have to be an hour it's just a daily habits and I've given few so one of the things I constantly mention is make the Lord's prayer a daily habit so we go okay Lord I thank you you're my heaven Lord guide me in in your will Lord um, uh, protect me from the evil one Lord, provide my daily thing, my daily needs. Okay, but I've just prayed a few things from the, the Lord's Prayer. Just getting that in five you on track, and we do lots and lots of things. And finally, is if you're in need, call. If you're in need, call. We cannot know all of the needs of the congregation. But if you need spiritual help, if you're going through a difficult time, call and we will be there. Um, one of the, the things we try to do in that is to, is to enable each person to grow to their maximum potential. And we use this uh, little sort of like a circle diagram with community and in context, in congregation, the committed, the core, and in the called. And what we want each person to do, and we're constantly trying to encourage people to do that, is for each person to grow deeper 
to go from, for instance, from being to someone who actually becomes a regular part of a congregation where you become, you receive the gospel and you become a part of this church. And then if you're in the congregation, we encourage you to, to commit to this body, to become a member and to start taking on some service. And if you've done that, we would, we would say, well, maybe you can, maybe you've got the capacity to go deeper and become a core member. Um, leading a whole team of people ministering for Jesus. And so we want to um, are constantly encouraging people to say, well, can, can you watch you and put the heavy burdens, but we encourage you to grow deeper. And so that's where you, I've used this little diagram, which I've shown you many times, where as you grow, um, you um, cause the church to grow. And as individuals grow, that's how the church grows. Now, in this protection thing, one of the things and is we have I have these ministry values which I've developed over guide myself and I review them all the time. Um, they're things which I think are essential to help keep a church stable and growing and to protect people from um, many of the issues which can derail Christians. So these just briefly. Um, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Our first job is to make sure we've got a, a good relationship and we're operating out of a joyful relationship with Jesus. When we do things, we need to be doing that which is sustainable in the long term. Now, don't take huge burdens which you can't sustain. We've all got busy, a lot of lives, so um, we constantly make sure we don't overload people and that you guys don't do more than you can actually maintain um, each part does its part we want you to find your place in the body not to tell all the other people in the body what they should be doing when actually it's, you, but it's the thing God's calling you which you can do in the body um, next one is, is growth is valued above success we want every person here to have a good chance to do a botchy job of something and fail without being criticised and ridiculed and saying, well, I gave it a go and I was horrible at that. Or, hey, I'll have a go and I wasn't as good as I, I hoped, but I think I can grow and get better. But one of the things we don't want is we are, we are not trying to make performance. We aim for people to just have a go, do what you can, and we'll, we'll encourage you. And um, if it, maybe there's others who can do it better, well, maybe you, you can find somewhere else to do. But we don't want to be a critical thing. We live in a, you know, we have movies, they spend $10 million on a movie and it's easy to criticise when we do things amateurish and be critical, critics of one another rather than being a body which is working together, spiritual gifts. But we're not going to go and put ourselves on show because, oh, well, I speak in tongues or I've got the gift of healing. Well, hopefully everyone has got as many gifts as we can. We desire you to ha get them, seek them and use them. But our, the thing we want to put on display in this church is that people love one another. That people are committed to, to the, for the good of another, not their own spiritual egos. Um, and we're about, hey, um, we want to take people from the world, bring them to Christ and help them to grow into leadership. We don't think there's any super people out there. We want you guys to rise up to be the leaders of the future.
And the final, oh, this is a new one I've sort of been thinking a lot about lately. I was trying to include it in one of the others, but I've sort of think it's just a good one. And that is use what you've got where you are. You know, it's what I believe to minister where you are. And often we want to go, I want to go a long way away, far away, and do something all very different. When God actually wants us to serve him with what we've got where we are. And when we're doing that really, really great, maybe he will move us on to greater grounds. But if every Christian uses what they've got where they are for Jesus, it makes a growing, healthy church and a happy people. Finally, direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's Um What are we trying to do? Every service we have songs and sermons, don't we? Why? We spend a lot of time preparing but what happens is during those songs we want you to use those songs and that to engage it's easy but what we want you to do is is to enter into those what I do and you might think I'm crazy but I try and put actions to all the songs maybe I've done too much time in kids club okay that's what I do. I try to put actions in there. So, Lord, I'm in chains and you've set me free. I can't, Lord, I've, and get my body into it. So that, and I'm doing that because I'm using the music to try and, and pull myself in to experience the wonders of the message which those songs are about. They're there for you to engage. We, in the large groups, we can't just get everyone get up and say their bit. That's for life groups. But in that, we, in, we encourage you, be deliberate to make sure that as, we, as you sing those songs and as you listen to the sermons, that you press in to know Jesus more and to experience his love. And that's what the Alliance logo is about. It's the Jesus, our saviour, sanctifier, healer and coming king. What, it's, what our Jesus fully, knowing all he has for us and experiencing that because out of that we can then find our hearts overflowing and um, he's, the, he's the one who satisfies our needs. Um, I've already talked enough about life groups. Um, just a couple of things to, to finish off. Um, the way EDAC works is that we have our elders who are represented in the congregation and they determine what, who are our pastors, what are our policies as a church, which way are we going as a church, um, what ministries will operate. Um, then we have a deacons who look after the um, material aspects. We have the pastors and um, the staff who look after the church um, teaching, leadership, ministership, and we have our team leaders who help people in their service to lead and guide them in various ministries. To conclude is, we're one of the next week when we're at our AGM, we'll be looking at um, changing, uh, adding a couple of things. I'll be continuing, hopefully, if you want me back, um, as senior pastor. And my job is to help with leadership, vision, preaching and teaching. Graham, um, if you want him back, um, associate pastor, he does a lot of the church legal stuff. Hallelujah. hate to have to spend as much time as he does on it. He spent hours and hours doing it. The world's a complicated place. Make sure we board of deacons and board of elders of 
uh, in Harmony and does a lot of pastoral work as well. But we're bringing, hopefully, uh, Dr. bringing Kyron on as an associate pastor. Um, he has been ministry director, but we're um, hoping to increase his support level a day so that he can not only do what he does in leading the worship and the music teams, but also continue his role as ministry director, put a lot more time into life group development. And um, also, so we're adding an extra day day for him, and we're also looking at um, adding an extra day to Eleanor's work as their office administrators. There are five million things to do. She's got a task list of about, no, it's ridiculous. I have... I couldn't. I don't know how she does it, but she's phenomenal. So um, she helps to keep us uh, as organised as it's possible to be. Um, um, when it comes to the church, we can do our. We can, you know, I've, I try and I do the best I can. I'm well aware of my flaws, my inadequacies, all of the areas I need to grow. Um, but when it comes down to it, in a church. A church is basically the sum of the people. Uh, the staff's, the pastor's job is, as Paul says, is to equip people for the work of service. So your life, how you shine is the key. When we've got a lot of people doing that well, that makes a healthy, growing, happy church, which is really bringing people to know Jesus. That is the key. And so our goal in ministry as staff is to serve you, to see that Christ is working, working in you, that you're walking in victory and that your life is not just a life there but it is a life of service. Just your life where you are, that you are a light of Jesus to those around you. That is what it's about. And so Paul prays in this, in this letter to the Thessalonians, he said, pray for me as a pastor, as an apostle, and I pray for you. Now, that's what we're going to do to conclude. I've gone a few minutes over time, but we did start late, so not totally a train wreck. But um, what I want us to do is we want to all stand, um, pray out, uh, pray, pray for um, our church leaders. Pray for me. Pray for Kyron, for Graham, who's in Northam, incidentally, um, preaching at Northam and I'll be going up there to help and encourage them and work out a few things they're thinking of buying a building and so we'll be going up to help him help with him in the afternoon so pray for Kyron um, and for Al and pray for your team leaders if you're there just want to all pray out loud for just a couple of minutes and then what I want to do is I want to close by praying for you guys okay so let's have a couple of minutes I'm praying um, that God would strengthen, give me courage, wisdom and direction and your team and the rest of the staff and, and then I'll pray for you. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord, that you would direct each one of us as hearts into a deeper experience of your love. Lord, when we know and are assured of your grace, you feel as well, no matter what the circumstance. Lord, we pray, 
Help us to know Jesus more. Lord, we sang that in our songs. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Lord, may you pour out your love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Lord, help us at this moment just to press in here, knowing that your grace is sufficient and your love is poured out into our hearts. And Lord, we pray that you would help us to persevere. Lord, life's tough. Lord, I pray for each person here in the disappointments, the struggles, the attacks that they constantly face day by day. Lord, I pray that in the midst of that they may know the good thing. They can be encouraged and that they can press on, but they can take up their cross and follow, follow Jesus just as Jesus took up the cross himself for us. Lord, help us to be a persevering people. People not with gratitude and grace, but also with grit. For we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen.